Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 159 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies and insights for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to episode 159 entitled, When Setting Self-Limits Gives Us More freedom. Um, This is an interesting idea, I think, that sometimes the very place that we're most resistant to seek or go to is the very place that ironically will give us what we want and most rewards. Um, So that the idea, um, I think it's Jocko Willink, um, former uh, SAS uh, commander, I think he was, uh, Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL commander, um, who turned, you know, corporate um, uh, corporate educator. Um, I think it was, it, I, I heard the saying from him, uh, structure leads to freedom. Um, so it's the irony of, of kind of, if we have too much of anything, um, that ends up being detrimental uh, often. Um, and, and so this is the, the idea that if we allow ourselves too much freedom, if we allow ourselves uh, no limits, we actually end up um, over time having less freedom and limiting ourselves very severely. So the, the idea here is that if we're setting limits, if we're setting standards and boundaries for self, and then can we follow through on keeping ourselves accountable and responsible to to those boundaries, those standards, and those limits? Um, because it sometimes is the case that if if we verbalise a boundary or a standard, um, or if we know that the implications of our behaviour impact others, especially if they impact others adversely, then we can kick up and function. Um, I, I find that for myself. I'm much better at kicking into gear and functioning when others are involved or functioning for others. But when it comes to doing things, functioning for myself, um, that is a whole other kettle of fish. If I'm setting boundaries and limits for myself that um, are self-contained, aren't necessarily things that I'm held to account to by others, or if I fall short of them, others aren't going to frown or judge me because they didn't even know that those were there in the first place. Um, then those are the things that I really struggle to get done. So the Sean's to-do list for Sean um, can end up having very little progress made on it week to week. The things that I set for myself, let's say my reading goals or my um, education goals that add to my ability to be of service to others, however, aren't there aren't any immediate consequences to not being accountable to those targets, then I find that those things might slip. And and setting, you know, how do I get more accountable to myself? How, how do I set boundaries with myself and keep them? Um, so that I understand that 
the, the more I can just be, if I'm a little bit more disciplined, if I'm a little bit more accountable, I'm actually going to create over time more freedom, more opportunity and more choice for myself than what I'm presently doing. That doesn't mean that I still don't have a part of me that's highly resistant to doing what's good for me and especially doing what's good for me consistently. But as I'm working on my developmental maturity, as I'm integrating those more resistant parts of me, um, then how am I bit by bit getting better at, at being self-accountable? Um, you know, to me, that's a very important task in terms of getting where I want to go, because that's one thing that I see other people who are successful seem to be able to do very, very well. Um, that the targets they set for themselves, they're able to hold themselves to account and on course in the pursuit of those. And they are... Um, uh, much like we talked about in the previous episode, that they're, they're choosing meaningful goals and they're willing to sacrifice certain things um, in order to achieve that goal um, because that will give them the ultimate kind of payoff and benefit in enriching their lives. So I think this becomes sort of very, very important. Um, and a colleague of mine, I very much like the idea that that he has a self-accountability meeting once a month. He's, he sets his targets. He's got targets, obviously, related to his business and that um, others are involved in and aware of. And then he's got his own self-targets as well that, that only he is um, he is aware of. And at the end of each month, he will review the month and then he will, he will see how he did with his self-set targets, and then he will review what he might have done better in order to hit those specific targets. Um, how, you know, because again, I, I really believe that if we can make it as easy as our, easy on ourselves as possible to perform as effectively as possible, as consistently as possible, then why why wouldn't we do that? Um, you know, we're we're working we're working smarter and more. Uh, you know, effectively to, to be more efficient and, and get more out of the precious time that we have um, on this planet. Um, so that, again, requires self-understanding. That re requires a review process of going um, on the days that really work for me. What am I doing on those days structurally and how I manage my time compared to the days that don't? You know, am I somebody who needs to pepper the day and break up my tasks with either um, small sections of, you know, 15, 20 minutes of relaxation, or um, I, I need to uh, set very rigorous time structures for myself, almost like the old days of school. For some people that works well. For others, it's just um, the moment I feel the muse strike me because I tend to work in, in, in creative bursts and then have a bit of downtime, um, but it's just making sure that if I have one of those bursts, I've got everything I need around me to to optimise that. Um, and that might mean, how do I have my office set up? Do I have my office set up in a way that works for me? Um, you know, ironically, just getting ready to record this podcast, um, I nothing was plugged in, um, none of the cords, I've, I've just got back from a, a, a trip, and um, I have a very strict packing and unpacking ritual, given how much travel I'm doing at at, uh, at this phase of my life, to maximise the you know, well, to maximise um, efficiency, reduce stress in the packing and logistics process. Um, but what's interesting is that when I 
got back from my previous trip a couple of days ago, I didn't reset up the office so that um, when I went to uh, record this podcast, the the microphone was in another room, uh, none of the cords were plugged up, the laptop was um, low on charge, just little things sometimes that make our life um, a bit more challenging rather than if we can just if we've got a process in place and we're setting, we're sticking to those that process because we can get tired and then you can go, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, I'll do it tomorrow, and then you'll pay for it tomorrow. Um, I, again, I know for myself when I'm doing trips where I have to leave very early in the morning um, and I look the day before at the packing structure and in my mind after a day of training and coaching people, I can sit in a hotel room and look at, what I've got to pack up and go, I, it's not that much. Only to find that the next day in the process of packing, then all of a sudden my attention and my emotional state are in a different place. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing all the things that I didn't see yesterday and I'm frantic and I'm rushing to get out the door at a certain time because now I haven't, I'm woken up with enough sufficient packing time. Um, and how many times are we going to do that before we make an adjustment? Um, and it's the same with, am I, if I'm talking about my self-care, do I bring a sense of presence and effectiveness to that self-care? Am I a do that in the morning type person, stretching, running, reading inspirational material, whatever my self-care consists of? Or am I someone who does that more effectively in the evening once the workday is done? Or perhaps I'm somebody who needs to pepper some stuff um uh, self-care wise throughout the day so that that just tops me up in between projects. So we're, we're, we're understanding more and more as we go what works for us, what doesn't work for us, and how do we structure our life so that it's easier and easier to do the what works for us. And then we're also understanding how important it is to set boundaries with self and follow through with them. So, you know, do I have sufficient boundaries and limits around myself regarding food? and the type of food I put in my body? Do I have sufficient boundaries and limits around how much people-pleasing I do and how much I prioritise other people's projects uh, before mine? Um, have I got sufficient boundaries and limits around um, what, how much I get done each day? Do I have sufficient boundaries and limits around alcohol and other substances? Do I have sufficient boundaries and limits around how much I work versus how much rest and recovery time I feather into the week or quality time with relationships? There's a lot of places that we can look at our life and go, am I being as accountable and supportive to myself and behaving in a mature, as a, you know, in a more mature and responsible way? Um, even, even right down to getting into a, a structure where, you know, I'm not spending half the night staying up playing video games and watching trashy television. I'm setting limits around how much of that I, I kind of do. Um, I'm setting standards and limits around, um, again, you know, my have I got my work and play balance right? And above all, am I consistent? Because we can all do great things as far as setting out ideas around consistent self-care and consistent boundaries and consistent healthy eating and consistent productive workspaces and consistent contribution towards 
you know, uh, worthwhile contributions towards our relationships. But then are we actually following through on those? Uh, because that's the main thing. And if we're not following through on them, then what's preventing that? What's preventing that? Is, is there an aspect of me that's resistant? Is, is it more structure? Um, is it the fact that I haven't got a very good strategy for managing unplanned interruptions? What do I have to look at in order to, let's say, if I'm doing a fortnightly or a monthly review on self-accountability? Um, and again, we also bring to it a sense of humour, a sense of compassion. You know, if, if we end up becoming too rigid and too structured, then that actually is likely to breed resentment and rebellion at some point. The artistry is getting the parameters tight enough that they actually add to our options and choice in life, but not so tight that we're feeling judged, restricted, um, or now it just is another source of pressure and anxiety to deliver on these things. So we might find that if we're setting a target, let's say, that says, with my aim is in the next six months to get to a place of effortless accountability or effortless enough because ideally as i say we want to if if the structure is working well enough then we shouldn't have to police it too often it should become it, you know it becomes a habit and it becomes our new normal but the new normal is metaphorically a level up from where we were before but takes no no less effort or or even less effort because ironically if we're really doing the things that work in life um whilst it might take a little bit to get that as a consistent habit and really ingrained into our neurology and into our unconscious processes. But if it's a better and more effective process than what we were doing before, then that should actually, once it's integrated, make our life even easier, not not harder. Um, I, I think that's a good way to kind of go. And that might be a good place to leave this episode. So so again, it's it's understanding the importance of not giving yourself too much room, not giving yourself too much freedom that that in ways ends up being detrimental to your overall showing up in the world. You know, um, this is why some limits and some accountability is very, very, can be very good for us. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. There we go. Um, as as always in the signing off process, my profoundest thanks to those who've uh, been along with the program for a long series of time. And once again, I hope you found this ramble to be valuable and appreciate very much that you've spent time listening to um, as many episodes as you've managed. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. Um, and then if you're just joining us, welcome, thank you, and, and again, really hope you enjoyed the episode and you've got some things to take away from it. And if you want to continue to support the show, uh, I'd very much like it if you would go to um, iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. It makes it easier for others to find this sort of material. Additionally, the program is available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. And you can also check us out on YouTube the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series. So as always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the episode. Wish you every joy and success in your life. And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.